Hi, my name is Ian Olasov. Hey, I'm Joshua Rosenberg. So Dina has set this thing up and Dina's interested in art and cognition, the relationship between art and cognition. And I, um, one way of bringing philosophy into this, I think, is sort of thinking about the different like media that you can use to do philosophy, right? So like you can do philosophy through, um, uh, you know, writing journal articles, writing sort of, you know, argumentative scholarly pieces, but you can also write dialogues or you could write philosophical novels or plays or whatever. And, but I think there's also, I, I, I don't have a way of thinking about this like systematically or success successfully, but I think you can also do philosophy like in other media, right? Like you can do philosophy through sculpture or visual art or music. And I was like, and I, I'm, I wish I I wish I had a better handle on like how that works because I think it's I think I think it's important that it works differently than than like writing but yeah hi yeah um, yeah I don't know is this something that you've thought about or do you have do you, have you ever found at the very least have you ever found like some work of art that was like that felt sort of philosophically like inspirational or like set you off on some sort of you know train of thought or something like that. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is the Guernica. Mm-hmm. And well, I lived in Spain for a bit in Madrid. And so I think that's probably the most famous work of art that you can find in uh-huh. all of Spain is the Guernica. Um, it's just this massive Picasso portrait about, I guess, referencing World War II. And, uh, well, really not before that. Um, and I definitely feel like there's a lot of meaning in that in that painting mm-hmm. about the human condition and human uh, human action uh-huh. um, it makes you really contemplate what man can do to man uh-huh yeah yeah and like the, the yeah it's like this this subject the subject matter of the painting is something that you want to think about philosophically right because it's like yeah what you know what people who normally seem to be like halfway decent or just like basically moral people are capable of just extreme brutality if it's world war ii or this you know spanish civil war you know fascist whatever the um but then i think there's also a way in which it's 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 you know part of why it's a good painting is that it's not just the subject matter right it's that like um through these sort of grotesque like weirdly angular shapes and these and the these like horrified look on what is the bull's face at some point and like these like these um uh and that it's it's i can't remember whether it's all in black and white or is there is there some red in there i can't remember there might be a little bit of color but it's mainly on that grayscale tone yeah and that that's like uh that those those sort of visual metaphors i guess you could call it something like that are like novel ways of communicating about about that subject matter like that like in what sense is a in what sense is a like war stricken world black and white like right like that like that uh like that's a that's a visual metaphor which you can get across in a that's a potentially like a philosophically fruitful idea and then but it's also one which you can get across 
only or at least most successfully like yeah through a painting or through like a work of visual art i don't know mm -hmm. yeah I'm trying to think of yeah i guess I've, that, that's a good example though i like that i like that it was the first thing that came to mind also i mean when we talk about art too i feel like the term art has become quite expansive right uh -huh. a lot of things can be called art a lot of things that are art can kind of touch on certain aspects of philosophy. Uh -huh. I personally love photography and I feel like that strikes a lot of chords. Uh huh. Yeah. There's a, there's, I remember reading some, I only took one. No, I took a couple of like philosophy of art classes as an undergrad, but only one, only one that was about art in general or like aesthetics in general. And we read some article by the philosopher, I think it was Roger Scruton recently died. And, but it was like this, it was like, it was this argument that, um, that photography isn't an art because of, it has the wrong, like, relationship to, re like, representing its subject matter or something. And I was just like, what the fuck is this guy on about? This <laughs> is just so, this, this is like, uh, uh, well, if you, if, if you have some theory about the relationship, about what makes artistic representation different from other sorts of representation, and photography, like, doesn't fit that theory, well, the problem is with your theory, it's not with photography you know but um i don't know what do you hey there um i saw some friends the uh what is it what i mean this maybe this is a goofy or hopelessly open-ended question but like what's what is it about photography in what sense that makes it art or that makes it that makes it that makes it like uh something you're interested in that makes it accepting my interest in it well it's really i feel like photography at its eps, at its essence is trying to capture something capture uh Mm. The zeitgeist of a moment mm -hmm. or a series of moments. And the camera has a way of doing that in a very exact, exacting way. Uh -huh. uh, and there are different perspectives that you can use and different tools that you can use. So I guess add focus or add light in certain areas mm -hmm. around you that you're, you're really trying to capture. Mm -hmm. I think good for... Yeah, it, it really tests your ability to relate with your surroundings, I think, uh -huh. is a, a cool construct that photography allows one to do. Yeah. And then when you're receiving photography, you're really able to, I think, more easily and more accessibly get into the artist's frame of mind, what they're mm -hmm. trying to capture. Whereas a lot of painting is especially an abstract work. Uh-huh. There are so many times where you can look at something and be like, well, what is this? Or this doesn't relate to me. Mm -hmm. Or if you're looking at something really old and be like, oh, that's nice. But like, <laughs> I'm still just not there. I'm not getting it. Uh -huh. Whereas a photo, regardless if it's an old photo or a new photo, it's like you can very, I think, quickly transcend that image and, and place yourself there. Right. And so I think maybe people that are more critical of it as being art, it's like, oh, well, it's just too easy. I mean... Yes and no. Does it have to be difficult to be to be art? Sure. Some yeah, might argue yes. Some might argue no. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That there's a. Uh, th this is something that came up in the last conversation too. That like one of the things that one of the things that you know we were I, it it was in the context of um, sort of how you know a work of art can sort of express something about yourself in a sort of open-ended way like in what ways are what in what ways are works works of art sort of useful for 
varieties of self-expression that might be hard to pull off through like words, for example. And like, um, so, you know, one of the ideas was that like, yeah, you could tell something about a work of art or maybe like a period of art or a genre of art could inform you about the sort of preoccupations or interests of a time. So like, you know, you know, art from the 13th century, it's all a religious subject matter that'll tell you about what people gave a shit about, right? But then like, um, uh, but it can also serve this documentary function of like, yeah, like she, um, uh, Ava was describing this painting, which I've never seen, but called America Today. It was this painting from the 30s, some sort of social realist type thing, just like, here's a bunch of scenes. Here's like stuff that's going on in America today. But like, you know, there's going to be, I mean, there's selectivity and there's, you know, sort of editorializing in photography, but it doesn't have this, not maybe not to the same extent, or it doesn't have the same sort of character as selectivity or, or, or uh, editorializing, like, in, in, paint, in painting, especially if you're painting an imaginary scene. So that documentary function of art or the, or the way that, uh, yeah, the way that, 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 that a work of art can document, yeah, sort of a perspective or a scene or something like that. Like, yeah, photography is going to be able to do that in a way that like in a way with a certain realism that that, that painting can't. I guess there's also in the idea, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but like one of the ideas that I thought that I thought I heard is that like, like, well, you, you know, you take the photograph of the scene, but you have. And so, you know, you're constrained by what is literally going on around you. But um, uh but you have you but you do have a lot of creative options you can play with lighting you can play with perspective so you can play with you know exactly where is your body located where is the camera located and in you know developing the photo etc you can do you can do you you have all sorts of choices um and i wonder about that that there's like something you know sometimes people talk about sort of the the um creative possibilities that come up whenever you force yourself to like work within a per certain sort of formal constraints, right? Like writing a sonnet or something rather than just like, I'm going to sit down and write a poem. You could write anything, but if you're going to write a sonnet, it has to be, be, reach a certain form. So like, I don't know. Is that, is that, like I said, I, uh, I'm afraid I'm putting words in your mouth, but I thought I heard that idea. I mean, is that, is that right? That there's something sort of creatively liberating about working within the very narrow constraints of, you know, you can change lighting, you can change perspective, you can change XYZ features in developing a photo, but then that's it. I mean, yeah, I feel like that that's right. I think art in general, regardless of the type of art, I think art in general is you're projecting something. The mm -hmm. artist is projecting something, whether it be something mentally going on within them or mm -hmm. they're even a ceramicist trying to create a bowl, for example, the way mm -hmm. that they can manipulate the pottery, mach pottery machine or whatever uh -huh. to get some type of shape that they want to create. Yeah. Right. So uh, it's, there's, there, I think every different form of art has different tools of manipulation. Mm -hmm. And I think to disregard photography is well, not being art because well, for whatever reason, for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's valid. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I do think of that, that there is a, the metaphor of 
projection, the metaphor of sort of taking, which, which I, I, I guess, I guess the idea is that you have something in your, in your head and you somehow, um, uh, imbue it into a scene or into a representation of a scene. And, uh, you know, this is a, this is a metaphor that, that, philosophers at various points in time have found like have found like useful for understanding you know uh things like color for example it's like col is color in some sense a projection of our minds is it something that we you know there are objective facts about you know what objects um uh reflect what frequencies of light and so on and they're uh uh, yeah, but you, but you know, whether you, when you see something as gold, there's that in some sense, is that your mind sort of painting the world? Um, um, and I, and you know, people sometimes make a similar sort of claim about morality that it's a matter of sort of taking your um, uh, uh, emotional reactions of like anger or resentment or guilt or shame or whatever, and uh, you know, the, saying that something is is wrong, for example, is sort of imbuing the the act or the object with what's really going on in your in your own head um and uh not that there's anything necessarily wrong with that that maybe it's you know i guess when we talk psychologically about projection you know like in the therapeutic context like it's supposed to be like a bad thing oh you're projecting onto your therapist or some shit but like um so but i think when philosophers talk about it, it's sort of, sort of value neutral i don't know and so I heard that I heard that kind of metaphor. I think in what you're in what you're saying just now, it's sort of like this is part of what this is part of what art does in general, or regardless of the medium, that there's some element of projection. I don't know. Do you have? Do you have? But then there's some sense in which like that idea of projection is it is a metaphor. It is kind of obscure, right? Like like your mind is not literally like a movie projector. You're not like literally like. There's no like light shining through your eyes from the back of your head onto the object. Right. Um, so, I mean, what does that mean then? Like, or do you, or do you think that idea of projection is like actually like a useful one in maybe not maybe not for the specific sort of theoretical purposes that of like describing color or describing morality, but like is that is that idea of projection like does it capture something real? And if it does, then like how do you like cap? How do you like cash out that metaphor? Like, what does that metaphor actually amount to? You know what I mean? The idea of projecting, yeah, is the, is the act of projecting useful? Is it? I'm, I'm just trying to get a greater sense of. Oh yeah, so like, there's this metaphor of like the, the metaphor of projection. Oh, you're, you know, yeah. your mind's project. Your mind projects color onto the world. Your mind projects morality onto acts, right. uh, or your mind projects. Uh, your mind projects it some, your attitudes or your or yourself or something onto uh, the subject matter of whatever work of art, for example. Um, right. um, so, is that? I mean, people say these sorts of things. I guess one question is: is this a is this a useful thing to say? Is this a useful metaphor? And if it is, then like what, 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 what like what makes it useful? I don't know. I've, I've struggled with this in the past. When well, I've sometimes yeah. I think that I think that people, if we were just talking about an issue, if we were just talking about morality, if you were to go to some type of religious service about morality, you know the difference between you're learning about the difference between good and bad, 
like a lecture almost like sitting it's like hearing it and then experiencing it right mm-hmm. like you it can be presented to you and it can kind of go through you in one year and out the other or it can just kind of it's like oh you take it in you're like oh that makes sense or whatever but then when you actually experience something then it really resonates with mm-hmm. you and i think that's probably more of the goal of art is to uh-huh. have you experience the piece the work so that it actually incites you it, it turns something on within you and really tries to probe you in that sense yeah. or at least that i think is the idea of really good art really uh-huh. good art can really do that and i think that's why the guernica was so powerful because you would see that and you would see chaos and you would see destruction and you would see suffering uh-huh. and you have to bring it back to that zeitgeist of okay well this is during a very tumultuous time a lot of things are happening what what is happening mm-hmm. and how does this affect me and and that i think is what makes Picasso's work so famous and so valuable uh-huh. and I think that's the power of art in general I mean even something like a a Warhol on pop art and makes you think about consumerism and mm-hmm. how society has become very I think very materialist and mm-hmm. in a way it's it's beautiful to look at but it's also you can be very critical about it at the same time mm-hmm. so yeah. I think that's the okay. I think that's in my mind, it's okay. You're you're projecting something, but you're projecting something in a way to make you experience that projection. Yeah. If that makes any type of sense. Yeah. Right. So yeah, like there are some things where you can have a you can have some sort of you know intellectual appreciation or sort of you know sort of dry, dispassionate sort of understanding of you know some yeah you know it's wrong to do this or you know I this is the way the world is or whatever you know people fight wars and so on, or you can. The uh, yeah, um, but the um, but there's but then you you know you have some firsthand experience and then you feel like you have a deeper understanding or you have a new point of view or something like that and yeah I like the idea that uh, the idea that uh, that the projection metaphor is picking up on 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 that and that it's and and sort of a, a, a part in part sort of characterizing that extra depth of understanding I like that yeah this is a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Nice meeting you. Yeah, likewise. Yeah.